Hello from Awakenai country, this is Tim McCardle, Leroy Junior Senior High School Principal, and welcome back to another edition of Principal McCardle's Weekly Update Podcast. We have an awesome show in store for you this week, so sit back, relax, and enjoy hearing from our Nights. Next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to jump into AP season. That's right, Advanced Placement College Course Season, our testing begins next week, and uh, we are very excited to continue to offer a robust uh, AP experience here at Leroy Junior Senior High School. Uh, We now offer nine APs um, and have had great success over the years with our students and teachers taking them, um, and it leads to so many great opportunities for people uh, down the road. So uh, to jump into this, I have a couple of our scholars here at the senior level and one of our teachers and uh, we're going to have them introduce themselves, and we'll jump into some questions. Uh, my name is Andrew Loftus. I'm a senior, and this year I'm going to be taking the AP Bio, AP Government, AP Lit, AP Calculus, and I think that's it. I'm I, not sure. If you add one more, I, we might just have to cancel the podcast. Go ahead, Felicity. My name is Felicity Weiseltier. I'm a senior, and I'm taking the same four as Andrew. And I'm Mr. Keeley. I teach AP Biology. So thank you guys for joining the podcast. Let's jump into let's let's jump into a, a couple questions for uh, students first. Andrew, you, you know you're I think one of the first people to hit all nine of our our APs. Um, we added the computer science uh, recently, so um, we've had some people hit the eight, uh, but to hit the nine, I mean that that's some pretty rare air. Why AP for you? Uh, what has that done, and, and, and what you know doors has that opened for you? I think AP classes have kind of uh, made my high school experience much better. It's made my classes more engaging and more challenging, and I think that's prepared me better for the college level. And it's also obviously helped with scholarships and stuff like that. So I think overall the preparation for that next level is what is what's done it for me. Yeah, and we I can't thank you enough for, you know, taking, you know, taking the bell, hearing the bell and, and signing up and doing these courses. And obviously, you've had some success. You've had two fives, you know, talk about, you know, what that's meant for you to, you know, to, to perform at that level, you know, on an AP. Yeah, so AP courses, they're definitely not easy. Uh, it's a lot of work throughout the year, a lot of studying and then leading up to the test and knowing your stuff, reviewing the material from the beginning of the year. And I think overall, it's definitely more so the teachers than me getting the fives. The classes I got them in, the teachers did a great job preparing me. and can't thank them enough in all my classes. Uh, Felicity, talk, you know, you're, you've hit eight, you know, you're, you're right there, uh, hit, you know, hitting eight. Obviously, you know, computer science, not your wheelhouse, which we were joking before we started. Um, but, you know, same type of question. I mean, how is the AP experience for you? How has that gone? Why have you challenged yourself like that? And how, what type of doors does that open for you? I decided to take the AP classes because I wanted to boost my transcript to look better for colleges. And all in all, I think I got more than I expected to get. My critical thinking and analytical skills have just gone through the roof since I started. And all in all, you know, you get the extra five points on all the classes, so that helps too. Listen, there's always some benefits when 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 you sign up to work hard. What what you know? Talk about the teachers and how 
you know, their, you know, their integral part of the success and kind of how they've helped, you know, pull, you know, some of those things out of you and really help develop your skills? The teachers are great. You know, they spend a lot of time with all of us. They make sure everybody knows what they're doing and they take the time to go through everything and prepare you. And I specifically remember Miss Mantel in AP Chem. I just didn't really think that I would ever think as hard as I could. And she really pulled that out of me to be able to do the problems that were really challenging. That's awesome. And we actually have a teacher here. We have, uh, you know, we have... Uh, Dr. C with his coat on and uh, also a master teacher uh, and obviously a, a long-standing, uh, you know, popular veteran teacher here at Leroy. Everyone knows him. Uh, we're excited to have him here. Talk about the AP experience for yourself, kind of how you as a teacher have evolved with, with, with the AP um, and, and how you try to get these guys in the, in the best spot, you know, to, you know, going into this exam. Well, uh, a lot of the courses have been revised over the last few years. M mine, uh, AP Biology has been changed twice in the last six years to make it more of a in detail as opposed to broader. Uh, and so we've had to adapt and we go, we, we cover less stuff, but we, we go into greater detail. And uh, now we're, we're implementing, I know uh, Mrs. Mantel with AP Chem and myself in AP Bio, we're using POGLES, uh, Process-Oriented Guided Instruction Learning, uh, Inquiry Learning. And uh, it's sort of, if you think about it, it's gonna be the same thing as study groups when you're in college. And the big thing in AP is getting students to have, as Felicity mentioned, that, and, and Andrew mentioned, the, the habits of mind. Because uh, once you make the leap from high school to college, you have to have time management skills because there's not gonna be any parent or other adult or a teacher chasing you around. You're gonna to have to learn to get up, focus, study on your own, seek out help on your own. Uh, and, and learn to find people who are studying the same material and do studying. That's why some of the, the uh, things we've been doing, that the pogles, the depth of the instruction, uh, and, it's been a, and it's been a sort of a challenge this year because of the, the whole hybrid COVID thing. But uh, the, the students have risen to the challenge and uh, are, are doing the best they can. And I think one of the cool things that we've done over the years, you know, when it, when it talks about our AP teachers is our AP summits. And, you know, we're kind of the pioneer in, in this region of hosting and bringing other teachers that teach AP, which, you know, in small school America, there's only one teacher teaching, you know, a certain subject at a school. So you're kind of on an island. And, you know, kind of our, um, you know, our focus has been to try to bring as resources to our teachers here at Leroy. And what better, you know, to do that than bring other teachers that, that they're in that field. Uh, you know, last year we had a very successful run of uh, AP summits. We've hosted AP summits at different scales over the years. Talk about how the you know that the network and your resources have you know kind of bolstered you know what you do. Well, the, uh, the there's the AP summits, and then uh, as you mentioned before, I'm a New York State master teacher. So there's actually a subset of them that get together, and uh, we share materials, uh, discuss what works, what doesn't work. When you have to cut stuff in order to uh, to make up time, the, the amazing resources that people have that'll go here. Here's this activity. It hits six different things in a, in just a couple of lessons. There's uh, uh, all sorts of uh, uh, news groups. There's Facebook groups that I belong to where we just share materials back and forth, find out what works. So other people are beta testing things, and so some of the activities and videos, things that I've done, are from people from the AP summits, master teacher or the uh, listserv groups or the Facebook groups. 
Yeah, it's great. And, and it's just great to see. And I think, you know, our teachers are a great example of lifelong learning. I mean, it's not like you just figure it out and then it's good to go. I mean, it, it's an ongoing process. Andrew, this year, one of your APs that you're taking is pretty cool. You're taking an AP exam. You didn't take the test or you didn't take the class. And that's always an option for students if they want to just test out, so to say. Um, and, and you're really trying to max that. Talk about, you know, how you prepare for a, an AP exam those last you know, few days, weeks going into it. You know, and then you know, give us a look of how you'll just take a run at something that you actually didn't take the class. So um, for general AP exams, the ones that I've taken the class all year, I would say my best advice would be not to cram the material. You want to prepare a few weeks in advance, start getting that material down. As many of my teachers and Mr. Kiel, he talks about study habits and stuff sometimes. When you're cramming in that last day, it's usually not as productive and you're better off just resting your mind. But I think throughout the year, um, it's really important to pay attention and get your work done. And then if you put that work in at the end, um, a week or so of preparing and you make sure you have a solid understanding of the test and its format and then the general concepts, you'll do fine. And then as far as AP literature, I've done a little bit of uh, research into what the format of the test is like and Mr. Curran has been helping me out. And uh, for that, I guess uh, AP Lit, it's a class, it's one of those classes where it's easier to challenge the test because it's more of just critical thinking and understanding the writing than it is anything else, so. Yeah, I would agree 100%. Uh, Felicity, you know, as far as, you know, kind of what you would tell students that, you know, are sitting here in seventh, eighth, ninth grade, you know, of, you know, why they should, you know, take an AP or a college level course. We obviously offer GCC and MCC, um, RIT credit as well. You know, what, what would be, you know, you know, your sell to them of, you know, after kind of looking back, having the success that you've had, you know, what, what, what would be your, your message to them? I guess I would say that taking APs, it, really, it just gets you ready for college, as Mr. Keeley said. You know, you have to have a sense of individuality. You're not going to have anybody there to be checking on you every morning if you're up. Make sure you're doing your homework. And so taking APs, you know, a lot of your family necessarily hasn't taken that style of class or the rigor of that course. So you have to be reliant on yourself. And you have to go search for the help from your teachers. So it really prepares you for college. And talk about time management. Both of you guys are very busy, very active here with the school. I mean, how has that kind of helped you, you know, it kind of forces you to kind of have a schedule. I mean, what, what would you say to how that's helped you? It's helped me throughout the day when I have free time in like my study halls and things like that. I get my work done then and then after school, I have to plan around, you know, my sports and my activities and things like that. So you have to set a schedule for yourself and you can't really lack on it because then you're behind on your homework and in APs, it's hard to catch up sometimes. How about you, Andrew? Uh, yeah, I would have to say definitely take advantage of those free periods in school and those times where you could just be sitting on your phone or something. If you maximize your time in school and then spend as little time as possible out of school, but you know, as much as you have to to get the work done, I think that's important. And I also think that getting eight hours of sleep per night, working that in, that's crucial to operating at maximum capacity across so many things. This guy is music to my ears. I'm a big believer of getting those eight hours. That's, uh, that's, that's very good. All right, I'm going to ask you guys a question. We're going to think about it before we come to a close. 
your all-time most favorite experience in an AP. Okay, so you're going to think about that. It could be any, anything, you know, any lesson, class, task, like whatever. Just think about that for a second. Last question for Mr. C is, um, you know, as, as far as knowing what you know, you know, with, with content and, and, and instruction, where's the, you know, how do you create that, that magic spark, you know, in the classroom, engagement, getting kids to really love the learning that they're having? Uh, one thing is that, that a lot of, depending on what we're covering, uh, students know that I, I've done it before I became a teacher, but, uh, actually uh, it was one of the students this year came up to me and, uh, said that some of the analogies that I try to come up with to explain, like for, uh, transcription and translation, where I t- talk about how, well, the DNA is like a book inside the library and Mrs. Johnson would never let you out of the library with a reference book. So if you want to build something that's in one of the reference books for, for a project, what do you do? Well, you have to photocopy it. That's like the RNA. You leave the library with it. You take it down to tech. You take the copy, which is just words, and turn it into a three-dimensional thing. And trying to come up with analogies and ways to take a really complicated uh, idea or a process and try to break it down so that you can understand it, process it, and you understand the actual complexity of it. But when, that way, when you can explain it to someone else, who's not taking an AP course. And you have to explain to somebody what's in an mRNA vaccine. You'll be able to do it in a way that's at their level. Yeah, I love that. I actually never really understood that concept until you just re-taught <laughs> re, uh, that to me. That's really good. All right, Andrew, all-time AP best moment. I would say the best moments uh, throughout my journey with the AP classes would have to be in AP chemistry. All the labs we did with Mrs. Mantel. I had a Pretty solid group. It was me, Ian Kemp, Jason Eck, Cole Rauscher, Nick Belize, and we would have a lot of fun doing those labs and kind of that socialization aspect, but also getting the work done and learning what we had to. I really enjoyed those with Mrs. Mantel. That's a great crew there. How about you, Felicity? I'm going to say AP Chem, too. I loved all the labs, chemistry, something that I'm genuinely interested in, and I plan on majoring in biochemistry on a pre-med track, so learning all of the content was really cool and just doing all the labs especially with my friend Ethan was really fun awesome okay so you kind of just that was my final question was you know tell us what you're thinking next year you know decisions you know what what what's your next chapter you want to go a little bit more into that of, of what you're thinking I don't know exactly where I'm going yet. I plan on committing somewhere, but I'm on a couple wait lists that I'm waiting to hear back from. But I plan on studying biochemistry on a pre-med track. Yeah, it's awesome. you got a lot of great options, and we're, we're excited for you. How about you, Mr. Loftus? I'm going to be attending Williams College next fall, and I'm going to plan on double majoring in computer science and biology in hopes of one day getting involved in the bioinformatics field. Well, uh, Mr. C and I both want to thank you guys for just your hard work that you guys have put out in your academic career. It's been an impressive run. We also want you to remember us when you go make those big bucks that we're still back here and, you know, you know we're, we're open to any, you know, a uh, little kickback, right, with all that hard work. Oh, yeah, and then come back for career day. Yeah, career day, that's right. You know, come back and give back. But you guys are just awesome students, and we're really, really proud of everything that you've done, and uh, we can't wait to see you know, what's going to happen next. I know that Mr. C always enjoys uh, having the alumni back, and, and it's just gr- incredible to see what our, our Knights do out there. So thank you guys for joining the podcast this week. All right, next up on the podcast this week, I'm excited to highlight uh, some of our music students uh, that 
are really reaching some big time heights. And we're talking about the stars of tomorrow, the RBTL uh, competition that is going on right now. Uh, two of them actually, the, uh, the stars and then also the fan favorite competition that's running alongside. So some really cool, exciting things. We wanna dive into some questions uh, about that with our guests. But before we do that, I'm gonna have them introduce themselves so you can know who's here and then we'll jump into some questions. Hi, I'm Nate Yahtzee, and I'm in 10th grade. Hi, I'm Ashlyn Puccio, and I'm also in 10th grade. Hi, I'm Evan Williams, and I am also in 10th grade. So we have a little trend here. We have a, what I call the power uh, of the sophomore class. And uh, these guys are in the finals uh, for Stars of Tomorrow, or working towards the, the, the finals of uh, Stars of Tomorrow, but are, like I said before, about the fan competition. And you can vote for them uh, every day starting now until May 17th. One vote a day comes out of your account. And uh, we encourage you to rotate it up and really give these guys uh, some love. And if you go on there, you're going to see a ton of really talented students from all over this region. But what you're not going to see is a lot of sophomores. Uh, we have three of the five uh, in the entire uh, site, which is a pretty impressive thing. This is usually a junior-senior uh, uh, you know, populated event. So we're really excited to not only have three, but three sophomores. So the future is bright. Um, Evan, we'll start with you. Talk about what it means to be in this type of a competition amongst the, you know, who's who of talented, uh, you know, uh, actors and actresses all over Rochester area. Um, I feel like it's definitely, it's a crazy experience. It's fun, but it's like you're going against everyone who you've basically, like, grown up with in theater. It's like, I mean, like, we all go to the same, like, award so we've watched each other grow and now at this point it's like we're going head to head to see who is going to represent us at the national award show and just to give people a little idea that maybe don't know so the national award show is you know is in new york city in essence this part of the uh, of the competition is only going to produce one girl and one boy to go to that for a national wide uh experience so it's a very elite situation um, and we're just really excited to even have three in the running towards this. Um, Ashlyn, you know, you're, you know, you have an unbelievable voice and, and, and expression. I mean, talk about like where that comes from. You know, what is your motivation to, you know, to do that and your confidence? Um, well, I was always shy growing up. I was never able to sing in front of people. I didn't let out my emotions a lot. And now being able to do that, it just makes it all want to come out, which gives me my confidence. And it's really all the people that have supported me, my parents, um, Ms. McLean, Mr. K, it's really just helped lift me up into the place that I am now. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, you, you know, like you said, I mean, getting the support and, and, and the coaching and everything you've gotten, it just, I mean, it just fuels your fire, you yeah. know, clearly. Uh, Nate. You know, talk about yourself. I mean, you know, what what is what is your you know drive you know be behind the machine of this great voice that you have, and and how have you enjoyed kind of honing that in as as your instrument has obviously been changing. Uh, you know, it's kind of kind of crazy just to hear like a video from like a year ago, like this last year's podcast. Like it, it is hard. Uh, it's a little. It was a little weird at first, but like I mean. Miss McLean kind of like guided me through it for the most part. Like we go down for like lessons and stuff. And I mean, 
of course, like Mr. Fisher, too, because he also know he's been through it. And, yeah, I mean, it's it's cool, and it's nice to be able to, like, show it, like, be able to participate in something like this. But, yeah. Yeah, it's – I mean, it has to be quite a change. I mean, I obviously never sang at your level, but I definitely remember the, you know, the, the, the voice change, and, and it's it's something that you just got to – you get you got to get on. I mean, it, it's something that is uh, important to, to hone in. Um, and I think, Evan, you know, in, in thinking about the uh, – what you guys did with the musical this year being, you know, basically a show in front of the camera. Talk about how that advantage, you know, has kind of playing into the format of this, you know, virtual experience that is Stars of Tomorrow. Um, I was actually talking to Ms. McLean with the, about this yesterday. We were, because I was watching, I watched like a lot of the videos and it's like, with us, we all like filmed in front of a camera. It was more of a movie style, whereas other schools have been sort of setting a camera back in their auditorium and then filming from the stage. So it's like they're still performing to an audience, but we sort of got the training this year to perform to a camera and learn how to interact with the camera. And I think that that is quite the advantage. Yeah, and Ashlyn, how would you say as far as your comfort level in front of the camera now after the musical that we had, you know, that maybe puts you, you know, ahead of others? Um, as Evan said, a lot of people have done where they're pretending to perform to an audience instead of the camera. And being comfortable in front of a camera, especially with everything that is going on right now, I feel is very important because not being like being able to speak to somebody is hard, Mm -hmm. a person. And then having to speak to a camera, it's like you can basically see yourself. And I feel like that's even harder. So it's a very important skill to learn. Yeah, well, well said. Uh, Nate, talk about what it's like to be a part of this trio here, you know, so, you know, and, you know, you, you're, you're in the same grade, you know, you guys have some, you know, power, talent, you know, all through 7th, 12th grade here, but what's the part to be a part of this? Uh, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of crazy because we all used to do like fifth grade chorus and we were like the only three kids that would like do like the all county stuff. And we'd get, like, pretty good stuff. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, like, cool. These three, they'll be, like, okay. But now it's kind of crazy to see all of us, like, maintain that same level, like, throughout all of high school. And I don't know. It's just it's just weird just to see that. Yeah, it's, it, it's a great story. I think, Evan, as far as, you know, your motivation, like, you know, what what drives you, you know, to, to continue to push yourself and, and to just perform at levels that – Maybe you never thought you could, or maybe you've always known, but now you're actually doing it. I think it's definitely, for me, it's like, I will like see, I don't know, even someone from our area, I'll see them like do something. I'm like, that's a great idea. I should do that. And then I'll do it. And it sort of helps me grow. And it's like, it's not like I'm comparing myself to them, but it's like, if they can do it, why can't I? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a great point. And I think as far as like, Let's talk about the selection that you guys chose as far as the genre, you know, like what, what your, you know, wheelhouse is, you know, um, and why you chose it and how you've kind of crafted that. Ashlyn, we'll start with you. Um, I feel like it's really important to know your voice. You need to know what is comfortable for you. And you can take other people's opinion, but really at the end of the day, it's all about what you're comfortable with and what is right for your voice. And I feel like... Me, my voice type is, I feel really comfortable in, right now, my belty range. And so that's why I picked songs that went along with that. So I could really, like, show off my preferred 
vocal type. Yeah, I mean, you, yeah, and I think the the belt is a great. That's a cool. I mean, obviously, that's what you call. It, but I always love it when I people like say that yeah. and then do that, right? I mean, like it's for, powerful. Well, for girls especially, like I feel like guys once their voice changes, their belt is more of their natural voice. Yes. For girls, it's different. Our head voice is very prominent, and to be able to belt is just something that. I've always worked on, and now that I can do it, it's just like something that's really special to do. Yeah, it's a great button to push, <laughs> without a doubt. How about you? So, uh, of course, Giants in the Sky. It was kind of weird because I sung through it at first. Like my old one from last year could not do that. That was, <laughs> yeah. So I we ended up transposing it down, doing the lower key. But I mean, that was just a fun song because it, it shows like lower and a little bit higher for me. So it kind of shows the whole range, and then stars from. I just kind of like the, the vibe of the song. Uh, it starts off like a little slower and then it just like picks up and goes like huge at the end. And uh, yeah, that's kind of really it. Yeah, awesome. How about you, Evan? Um, I feel like for me, much like Ashlyn, as of right now, I'm very in my sort of belty mixy area. And I feel like, like much like different than last year. Last year I was very like low, very like, but I feel like now I've like gone back up to my higher range. And I think my first round song, Wondering, I love the way it sits in my voice because it's got like parts that are show off like a lower side of me, but then there's also some like crazy high parts. And then Run Freedom Run is just like crazy belty and it's just like fun to sing. And that was like a great round two song. And they're like very contrasting, which I like. So right now, I mean, I want you to call someone out. So whether it's a, a singer, uh, an actor, actress, like who like who do you are who are you molding yourself with you know like if you had to pick one person that's in the industry you know in, in any genre in any part of it like who are you really kind of like leaning towards right now how about you Ashlyn? um she's she's a very big name and i know it's a lot but whitney houston is one of the most inspirational people to me and to be at all like her would be amazing because yeah. she's so talented, and she's just a great person. Yeah, it's such a timeless, timeless voice she yeah. has, and yeah, she. I mean, every time I hear her name, I just think of the Bills uh, uh, Super Bowl, uh, you know, national anthem, which her, you guys weren't alive, but I'm sure you've heard it. Her I mean, national anthem is hard to beat. Yeah, I mean that impossible, is <laughs> uh, impossible. Dare I say? The, the, the game was won at that point before the game yeah. started. Yes. So. Yeah. <laughs> How, how about you, Nate? This is going to sound really weird. It's not really as much to do with my voice, but just someone that, like, kind of helps me concentrate for some reason is Tupac. Nice. And it is just the weirdest, like, thing for, like, the style that we sing. Like, whenever I'm doing, like, homework or if I'm, like, trying to write something on guitar or piano, like, I put on Tupac or I'll put on, like, Biggie, too. I just really like that kind of style, like, that chill style that they have. I love that. Not my, my, now, this is going to date myself a little bit, but my first ever CD that I purchased was a Tupac uh, double disc, um, and I forget what the album was. It was gray. I can just see it being gray, but, like, big fan of, of Tupac, and that, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that CD, I still still have it in a box somewhere. How do you have it? Um, I feel like I'm sort of a mix of two. I definitely, vocally, I definitely turn to, like, Ben Platt and, like, listen to how he does it, because I feel like his voice is like one of the best no voices ever. And I feel like it like it just inspires me a lot. And then like just the way I feel like I like act on stage and I hold myself, I look a lot to Mr. K. Hmm. Like seeing him perform, I feel like cuz well, he's a science teacher full time, but then like 
will perform on the side, he's got an incredible voice, an incredible stage presence, and I just feel like that's such, like, he, that's, like, really cool. I feel like that's, like, I look to him for a lot of things. That's cool. I think it's going to be cool for him to hear that yeah. in the same sentence of, like, a Whitney Houston, a Tupac, you know, we got Mr. K is on the table. Yeah. I like that. So, uh, which leads me to my last question and is, you know, talk about, I mean, we have some just amazing uh, music teachers, uh, vocal, and with, and, and with Mr. K as well. You know, talk about just their influence each on you guys and how they're helping you, you know, get to where, you know, to where you are, but now pushing you to go to the new heights. Um, Miss McLean, actually, she knows my family, and her being my music teacher, she always knows, she always tries to push me out of my comfort zone. She's like, I know you can do this, but I want you to get to this. Yeah. And there's always something that she can push me to do, and when she, it's something about when she does it and how she says it that really helps me know that I can do it. And then Mr. K has also helped me a lot because he's helped me with my acting, and not to be like a deer in headlights on stage. <laughs> and I am very grateful for both of them because I would not be where I am today without them. Yeah, that's awesome. How about you, Nate? Uh, yeah, same thing. Like my parents like have grown a big liking to Mrs. McLean a lot because she kind of just like whatever if something's ever going wrong, like she just says something that just puts it instantly out of the way. Like last year and in into the woods, uh, the trees snapped. <sighs> <laughs> opening or yeah. the day before opening night and she's like okay guys calm down it's fine and then she kind of well we'll just after a while we'll was. summarize it <laughs> after a while she gave us some very inspiring words and then yeah that was it but um yeah so i think also yeah of course mr k uh during musical with acting like he's always just there like those two they're kind of watching us they're like oh yeah this and this and then they compliment us but then they give us like compliment of criticism at the same time mm-hmm. So, like, they always have us, like, at our best, which is awesome. A, a good balance is good for the heart, right? Mm-hmm. How about you, Evan? Um, I feel like, much like Ashlyn said, Miss McLean definitely, I feel like, pushes all three of us out of our comfort zones. But it's, like, it's not, like, a bad pushing us out of our comfort zones. It's, like, she's, like, you can do this, and I know you can do it. And you'll be, like, I don't, Miss McLean, I definitely cannot do this. And she's, like, she starts playing it. She's, like, sing it right now. And then you <laughs> sing it, and you're, like, I can do that. And, like, she just, like, I've had lessons with her where I get through like five measures of a song and I'm just like I can't do this today and then she'll be like it's fine everyone has their off days and then she gives me like a pep talk and then like some days I'll like sing through it and it'll be like flawless and she's she'll be like how did you do that she's like like you just went from last lesson where you couldn't get five measures in to this and she's like it's just crazy and then Mr. K I feel like especially this year I've like like, he sat in on one of my lessons this year, and it's, like, such a different experience when it's Miss McLean, but when it's Mr. K, who, like, knows the male voice, and mm-hmm. he's, like... So, like, I was sitting there, and I was singing it, and I was, like, Miss McLean, I feel like this note sounds weird. She's, like, I don't know. I, she's, like, it sounds fine to me, but then Mr. K was, like, no, it sounds like this, but you're going to want to place it here and do this, and, like, because he knows the male voice, and I think that's, like, crazy. So that's really cool. And Mr. K, obviously, like everyone said, just sort of pushes us to be acting. He's very incredible at acting one of the best yeah well it's, it's just great to see the support that you have and i mean i'm like super biased but i mean i'm just so pumped up for your guys's future uh and what can come out of you know just this competition but i also can't wait for the first day of school next year to hear what the musical is going to be next year to get you guys you know back on the stage and packing this house up because if if you're listening and you haven't seen these guys 
on stage or on camera next year and the year after, you got to do it. And and we want to fill this up and uh, and sell out our odd uh, for this this great talent. And this is just part of our talent. Like I said before, we're loaded 7th through 12th grade with so many great uh, pieces, and, and it's just awesome. So, uh, guys, thanks for taking time. It's an honor, and uh, looking forward to seeing how this pans out, and good luck, and, uh, and keep it going. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. Next up on the podcast this week, uh, we are shifting to spring sports. Uh, a start, a late start to spring sports this year, uh, coming off of uh, our modified schedule, but we are excited to get it going. The weather is ready, the field's ready, and it is time for baseball, softball, track, golf, and I have baseball here with us today. We're going to kick off with our varsity boys preview, talk to a couple of our players on this year's varsity team. We have a really uh, loaded uh, baseball roster all the way from modified to varsity Tons of students, uh, nights out for the teams. Uh, the program's in really good hands. I'll have our guys introduce themselves, and we'll jump into some uh, questions today. All right. I'm Kenny Saunders. What position, Kenny? Give I'm us like your positions. Pitcher and shortstop. I'm Alex Tenpano. I'm a senior. I play catcher. Okay. So, Kenny, we'll, we'll start with you. Uh, you know, we were, you know we were, we've been talking these last couple weeks. You know, the last block that we brought to town – was in the spring of 2019, and one of those blocks was a baseball block. Kenny, you were on that team. Let's just like just rewind back to that moment. I mean, what what did 2019 uh, mean to you uh, that that season? You were playing with your brother. How awesome was was that run that you guys had? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, that team was like that was like family to me. And like when we got pulled up, we just became even closer. It was just like. You know, it was one of the best bonds I've had with the team, like, ever. So it was just a great feeling. And it, when we won, it was just – it just finished the journey. So, And that journey didn't end at the sectional champ, championship. It, it went on to what was probably one of the, you know, exciting nights in our sports in the last decade was a huge win at Dwyer Stadium over Batavia. Uh, Alex, what do you remember from that night being there? Uh, what did it mean to be a part of that action and, and to see you guys kind of come in – underdogs, you know, and get the dub. That whole game was just a dog fight watching it. And I was just warming up outfielders, doing my job, and then charging the field after that final pitch was really crazy. Just crazy feeling. It was a lot of fun. And you guys then moved on to play against Section 6 and, uh, you know, played on prom day, uh, unfortunately losing there. Uh, but just an unbelievable run, you know, to get to that part. We haven't seen a team go that far in a while. You know, Kenny, what, what were some of those, you know, the intangibles about that team that, that made that team special as far as maybe positions or just how guys stepped up or that chemistry? What were some of those intangibles? I mean, everybody stepped up in our sectional run. Like, G didn't have his greatest year, but in the, on that run, he had some of the best hits I've seen all year long. I mean, like, we all just, like, stepped up to our highest game. And also, like, that team has played together its whole life. So, like, we just – we knew what we had to do to go win. So, and now we're going to fast forward now to twenty twenty one because obviously last year there was no baseball, there was no spring sports. It was dark, it was quiet. You know, so the last game, if you think about it, is two years ago was you know was that run, which is just crazy to think about it. So here we are, you guys open up uh, the season uh, here Saturday, May first on the road 
uh, versus Geneseo. Uh, your, your first home game is May 11th versus Dansville. Uh, it, it, it's, it's a compact season, lots of games. Uh, Alex, talk about just what your impressions are here, you know, after week one, uh, you know, after trans, you know, transferring in from football, you know, how's, how's the, the flow of the team and what, what's the makeup? You know, really just had to transition our arms for the most part because primarily like 90% of the team came from the football team or JV varsity. So we really just had to work this week on getting our arms in shape for Saturday and making sure we know what we got to do to win. And, and talk about just kind of like the transition. So here you guys were last week gearing up for, you know, gearing up for a, a sectional football run, which you guys had a great season. You're playing in a really tough semifinal game. And now fast forward, you know, days later, now you're starting a baseball. I mean, I mean, it's a fun, that's a fun, like, transition, fun ride. Talk about the emotion that goes oh, with it's that. fast. I mean, definitely losing that semifinal is definitely pretty tough, but transitioning to baseball makes it a little easier. And I'm just excited to go work for another patch. So, Kenny, you're on the mound this year. You got, you know, uh, Alex behind the plate. Talk about, like, how pitching at the high school level is unique because obviously you have the pitch count. You're going to have so many games backed up. There's a lot of strategy of how many you know pitches you're going to throw and what you're you know the day you're going to go the length. You know, talk about the you know the whole mindset of being a pitcher at the high school level. No, yeah, it's definitely tough because you know we have so many games compacted together, and I I can't throw all those games, and my arm's going to be dead by the end of the season. But you know. It's just, you know, it's a great feeling to be out there on the mound, too, pitching to one of my buddies especially. And, like, you know, it's just, I don't know. It's, I just love being on the mound. Like, there's no other feeling like it to me. It's, like, just, it's, like, my home. And some of the other uh, arms this year on, uh, on the staff, let's give, you know, give some shout-outs to some of the other guys that are going to be stepping up on the yeah, mound this year. I mean, Luke Hackmas is the 10th grader making a big step on the mound. Ryan Higgins making a big step. Andrew Loft is coming back after many years. And, you know, we just have to have these guys step up. It's going to be a big year. Alex, uh, I played I play Little League uh, catcher. You know, I was a catcher-pitcher. Loved the position. I think it's just one of those, like, I think I played it because I just wanted action the whole time, you know. And yeah. talk about, like, what it's like to be a catcher, you know, that uniqueness with the ump that you have, right, that's right with you. You know, you're close to the batter. You're having that good connection. You're giving the signs. Like, talk about that, how those, those quarterback intangibles kind of shift into, into the catching position. You know, you're just – you're kind of involved in every play just like you'd be as quarterback. And, I mean, being one of those, like, catcher-pitcher kind of bigger positions, like – every play so you're you got closer relationships with some of the other players and the referees for sure so you're able to talk to them i don't know it's a, it's it's pretty cool no yeah it's really nice because we're both big leaders on the team and that, that shows like we're the positions like we're going to be able to talk to our guys and like just tell them what to do and be that leader for them now calling the pitches so like is this come from coach do you call it do you like how, how does that work on on, on how that actually happens that that's coming from coach this year for sure. I mean, for for the two years before we had Ryan. Ryan was a stud, so yeah. he he was able to do that. Ryan and we also had so. Tim, so I, yeah, it's a little different. Okay, so coach is gonna send him in. You're gonna give the signals. You know, like it's all hand signals and yeah. and yeah. okay. 
Now, um, as far as Alex, you know, let, let's let's jump into the batting. I mean, who are some of the guys that we could look for this year that are going to be, you know, really tattooing that ball, pounding the ball? This guy right here, Kenny. Kenny, <laughs> Kenny you saw him batting a, almost a 450 or something like that as a sophomore. It wasn't really talked about much, but Kenny, Kenny's really, I mean, he just – He's really who sticks out to me when I think about who's going to lick the ball this year. It's great. Kenny, what do you think about that? You know, he's putting you on the spot. I mean, you ready to go? I'm ready to go always. You know, I love being out there hitting the ball. It's just, I mean, that's another one of my favorite. Baseball is just all around is my favorite thing to do. So, so curveball, fastball, like what, what, you know, what obviously do you, I mean, you're good with the breaking balls coming oh, at yeah, you? No, Would you I'm, rather, I mean, some guys like that better than the fast. I mean, no, like, yeah, I mean a, a nice hanging curveball is always nice to smack, but you know. <laughs> A, a nice fastball at the bell is nice to tattoo and like you know i mean hopefully in the, the stands this year so that's right so speaking of the stands we're going to have uh you know uh, 200 spectators uh are able to come we're kind of now we're beyond the you can only have x amount per player so now it's kind of like 200 people show up i mean how cool is that going to be to be able to you know have fans that just can show up to the game and how does that you know element help you guys out there Alex what, what, what do you think uh, it's definitely it's a whole different game when you got a crowd chanting the whole time like super loud can change the can change the whole outcome of the game for sure it's gonna be super no, yeah, sick for sure a bunch of our buddies there too for sure yeah if we get people there that like really like that can bring like the momentum that we need and also, we have a game at Dwyer this year, which is going to be really exciting yep. to have people there. And that's going to be, like, really nice. Some town be town action. Yeah. I like that. So <laughs> let's go way back. Little League, okay? Like, Leroy Little League, you know, is, is a great thing. I mean, it's, it's one of the best probably. You know, Batavia's got a good, you know, uh, Little League program, too. But, you know, behind the Jell-O uh, Museum back there, you know, put your hat back in there. What are some of the, you know, you got a cool memory from, you know, from your Little League days that, that was fun to be a part of or a coach or, you know, something that really impacted you in the game of baseball? I think my favorite memory from Little League is our, uh, it was our, uh, what's that? I forget what it's called. It's like a, the an all-star. The district? The district. District championship yeah. game, yeah. And uh, I had a home run off of uh, Vinny DiRizio, and me and Cole went back to back off him to secure the game. And I think that was probably wow, back to back home runs. Yeah. Wow. Mm, favorite memory? I don't know. Just my last season. The whole season was pretty fun as a whole. That only struck out like twice the whole season. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, it's a really cool setting back there. You know, it's like a lot of fields are kind of out in the open, but like this little league field is just this cool, like in the middle of the no, village yeah, sure. and really good stuff. All right, so let's fast forward back. So, you know, what do you guys, you know, think that's going to be the intangible for this team this year, um, you know, to, to make it to a sectional final? Like, what are some, you know, what are a couple things that you can think of that you guys got to be good at each game, you know, to, to really be successful? I think, honestly, we have to play to our best of the best of our abilities, and we got to stay out of our head. When we get in our head in baseball, it's a whole different game. One mistake could cost us the game. So we just got to stay out of our head and stay in the game. Just make okay. sure we're making every play. Yeah, we just got to stick to the plays, make them. And if we don't make them, we got to keep our head up. We can't let it get to us. Exactly. Make the next play. 
So, all right, let, last couple questions is around some of the baseball stuff as far as, like, seeds, gum, all that kind of stuff. I mean, like, like, like are you guys, when it comes to those cool baseball things, like, are you a seed guy, a gum guy, I don't want any of that in my mouth stuff, or I'm getting some candy, like, like, like where do you guys lay with that stuff? Yeah, it's specific for me. I'm a definitely a seed guy, but I can't be pitching and have seeds in. Sure. I need to be in the field. Like, if I'm, like, at shortstop, I can have some seeds in, just like, yeah. But, like, if I'm pitching, I got to be focused. Okay. I love seeds as well, but it's pretty hard to chew seeds and catch, so I, <laughs> yeah. I chew gum when I'm catching. Okay. Let's talk socks. High socks, no socks, low socks. Like, where are we at with that? Now, G, you know, G Kakamas a couple oh, years yeah. ago was, like, Stirrups. Mr. Socks. I mean, the stirrups were back. I mean, it was some so, you know, some style out there. Where are you guys? I at like G style, but I like I I love my long baseball pants, and I, I usually do wear like higher socks underneath it. But I I, I could never rock some stirrups. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't know about a, if I'm a stirrup guy either. I, I like my long baseball pants. Yeah. Okay. Though. All right. All right. Bats. So go to bat right now. Uh, you know what? What is that thing you're gonna pull off the rack to walk up uh, to the plate with? It's been my go-to for the last three years. It's the Cat Seven, Marucci Cat Seven. I've used it in our section run. I'm gonna hopefully use it in our section run this year. So can't lie. Today and tomorrow are really gonna dictate what my bat is yeah. for the rest of the year. Okay. So work to be done. I like that. All right. Yep, That's good. Yep. All right. Uh, playing in the rain. So how hard is it, like, or, or in, like, wet grass? I mean, how hard is it to, you know, manage that with, you know, with the baseball, your hands? Like, you know, how do you guys, I mean, how do you handle that? I mean, uh, it's definitely harder because it weighs the ball down. I mean, it stops the ball in the grass faster. It, I mean, he's probably dripping in his catcher's gear. He's got water all in his eyes. But, you know, you just got to play through it. You got to be focused. You can't let it get to you. It's just how you play through it. Alex, do you, would you rather play in a warm day or a cold day? Because that's spring sports here. You know, you always get a little highs and lows. What, what, what do you think? Honestly, a nice cool day with like little tiny breeze would be ideal for me behind the plate. Absolutely. Love it. Well, listen. Oh, one more question. Talk about Coach Kokitas. You know, Coach yeah. Kokitas, great coach. You know, he's done an unbelievable job, um, you know, with this program. He has great connections with you guys. Talk about how influential he's been in your career, you know, and or just as a, as a role model for you. Go ahead. No, yeah, Coach has been amazing. He, uh, he's always looked at me as one of the leaders and always looked at me to help. So it's just – and he's been really influential on my baseball career. So, you know, I, I, I have no – I can not even name a bad word about Coach. He's just one of the best coaches and guys I've ever met, so – yeah, ever since I came into the high school, he's been supporting me. He knows just what to say to encourage you to do better in sports and art and anything, honestly. He's just he's a great guy. I love it. Alex, we're going to have to get you on, a, on an art podcast. You know, I was also in Mr. Kokitas's, uh class, art class, so that's good. You know, he's getting coached up with the, you know, with, with the paper and on the, uh, and on the diamonds. So. Yes, sir. Good stuff, guys. Well, listen, that was always fun to have you on the podcast. Can't wait to see you out there, you know, on the diamond. And I uh, wish you a lot of luck. And then we definitely have that mojo to make a special run. So, you know, let's do that this year. Let's, Thank you so much. Let's do it. We'll finish up the podcast this week with my social media pick of the week. This week, going with our posts on April 27th. 
Nothing gets me more excited than seeing our alumni and especially our alumni in uniform. And uh, this past week, we hosted uh, Eric Reiswick, who is in the U.S. Marine Corps, and he was here uh, with another recruiter from the Marines uh, doing some recruitment during our lunches. It was great having uh, him here and a chance to see him again. We've been able to connect uh, virtually over the you know last few years. Uh, Eric has been was stationed for three years in Hawaii uh, after graduating here, and it, that includes two deployments. Um, and now he's back serving as a recruiter. So uh, great to see Eric, and we're so proud of him and all of our knights uh, that choose to serve our country. So uh, thanks, Eric, for being here, and we want to also thank all of our guests for joining the podcast this week, and we look forward to uh, uh, celebrating even more great things moving forward. So from Awaka Knight Country, as always, go Knights.